Merry Christmas, friends. So, in my normal form, I set out yesterday to get a podcast recorded and as always thought, oh, I'll be lucky if I get five minutes in. And I recorded and I edited and I still had 30 plus minutes. That's a long time to listen to me jibber jabber about nothingness, unless you're just looking for a bedtime story. And even then. So I opted to split this into two parts. So without further ado, here is part one. Welcome to Holly's Hot Wife Life, a fabulously fun place to chat about all things lifestyle. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. If you are not mature enough to be in this audience, please pass this link along to a friend, coworker, or neighbor who is. That ought to be interesting. And on that note, this podcast is intended solely for entertainment. Although I can appear to be the consummate professional, I am by no means a doctor, and heaven help you if you take my musings as such. Now that those pleasantries are out of the way, let's play. Well, hello there, friends. It's been quite a little while. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Heck, Happy Thanksgiving when it happened. I think it's been that long. And I trust that we're not the only ones with a crazy, busy schedule. So I hope you all are surviving. I know it can be a challenging time of year for a lot of people. So uh, here's my little verbal hug to you all. Maybe there's some more to that. Who knows? As usual, I'd like to start off and say thank you to everyone who listens. Thanks to the feedback. Thank you for the emails. Those actually will probably be my saving grace today. I haven't had a few moments to get away, let alone to think about what to talk about, but I've had a few people that have been kind enough to give me some ideas, and I'm thinking maybe today we'll try a little bit of rapid fire question and answer. I do, of course, always worry that I'll have all of like 30 seconds worth of response, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And, you know, thank God for the editing ability of all these wonderful recording services. So if you have any thoughts or suggestions, if you have any questions, um, whether you want me to answer them on a podcast, or if you just want a private little response, I do my best to respond when I can. I've been a little slower because of the holidays, but I think I've managed to get back to everybody who said something. So feel free to catch me at Holly's Hot Wife Life at yahoo.com or shoot me a message on Facebook. Someday Instagram will be happening. We'll see. Um, Hopefully not the too distant future. But anyway, in the meantime, today, since I have a lack of brain power, but we have some good friends that will help in giving me some direction. You can say a, a nice little virtual thank you to AB for sending me a, a little selection of questions, and or you can curse him if you think they're awful and you don't like the response. Uh, I appreciate that he sent them. I think they're helpful. So today we shall begin with his little list and see how far we get within a reasonable time frame. And his first question is, you've said it's his game and you're enjoying it. 
What do you think he likes most about sharing you? Well, I can tell you right off the bat, we've had this conversation and sometimes it's a little bit awkward for me, but he likes to see someone else pleasure me that pleasures me in a manner that is different from him. So that's always funny to me because I um, don't ever want my husband to feel as if he's not the perfect pairing for me. And I don't think this makes him any less of a perfect pairing, I guess is probably a better way to say that. But we have some excellent marital aids in the form of living, breathing humans. And he likes that they can cause different things, I guess. So, you know, whether it's a BBC or it's um, someone who has a different sort of skills, they're out there and he enjoys me taking satisfaction in someone else's different set of skills from him. That's the short answer, I guess. I don't know, maybe a long answer. Depends on who you're talking to. The next question he has on here is, how do you address the notion that you might get too close to someone and your husband might fear losing you? So this is an interesting question to me. Um, The short answer is, I don't think he fears losing me in the least because he knows that I adore people and I would go so far. I saw a great article, maybe I'll post it one day, um, about love. And I love everyone. I mean, maybe not everyone. There's got to be a few people I don't. But I I just love to see the beauty in people. And I find all kinds of little things interesting. And I love everybody, but that is completely different from the love that I have for my husband. He's the center of my circle. So there's like almost a black and white thing that he doesn't need to fear losing me because I have no interest in going elsewhere, I guess. I have the option to play all I want and I have no need to not be with my husband to do the fun things I do, right? It is interesting though, the beginning of this one about um, how do you address the notion that you might get too close to someone? And I do get close to a lot of my friends and that is because I absolutely adore people. In the beginning, that was different than it is now. And I have had friends that have made the comment that in the lifestyle, it will always be different. Just when you think that one person you've got that down and it makes sense and how you'll deal with it. The next person is also a human being and you are a human being and, and things are always evolving in our emotions and our feelings and whatever else. So there's always feelings involved of some sort in my case, at least I don't know. I I do have friends that are even more black and white than I am. In the beginning, as I trundle off this way, if I was concerned that I was getting quote unquote too close, I guess I'd say that I was getting more vested, that I had friends that I enjoyed spending more time chit-chatting with. I've always been really thoughtful about if it's not something I would be comfortable discussing with my husband, then it's not something that I should be discussing with someone else. So that's not an issue so much as that I just would spend a lot of time chit-chatting with people that I liked and that would cause me some level of concern and my easy way of dealing with that in the beginning and in the whole of my life to some extent is if this is uncomfortable then I just won't do it and then I had a friend recently that said maybe 
just not doing it isn't the best response. Maybe it's more a matter of working through that. And I initially thought she was a little bit crazy and was like, why, why would I, this is just a a marital aid. There is no need for me to address it. I can just play. And if it's uncomfortable, I just won't. And I thought more and more on that. And because our friends are human and because we do care about them, I figured I owed that to people that I cared about, even if we weren't continuing to play or this or that, to address my thoughts and feelings and and move forward. And I will not say that I am anywhere near even adequate, let alone perfect at that, but I am much more thoughtful about if I feel uncomfortable about my level of friendship with someone that I kind of address it and, and work it through, whether that's how I address it with my husband. For the most part, I think he finds it kind of entertaining and just likes to be a fly on the wall and laugh at my confusion, maybe. So yeah, long and short, how do you address the notion that you might get too close to someone? I just work through it on a case-by-case basis and that my husband might fear losing me. He doesn't. (laughs) He knows better. Um, This many moons later, he... Back in the beginning, he'd say that love is a choice that you make, and I thought it was so not romantic. And then I went along and said, well, you know, as long as he continues to choose me, we're all good. And he continues to choose to love me, and it's all good. So that was only so sexy, right? Yeah. Talk about, in general terms, who the kind of men are that like the other side of this equation. Aside from great sex and an attractive woman, what's the turn on? What about their personality makes them prefer that side as opposed to what your husband prefers? Well, I think, number one, I'm not a guy and I'm not a guy that's sleeping with a married woman. So I may not be the best person to answer that, but I can tell you what my thoughts would be and they're completely unqualified being that I do not have a cock and I am in a committed relationship. I think that there's that traditional, they'll tell women, you don't need Mr. Right, you need Mr. Right now. I think that there is a population of men that we play with that are in that case. For whatever reason, they don't need Mrs. Right, they need Mrs. Right now, or even that they may be looking for Mrs. Right, but in the meantime, it is nice to have Mrs. Right now. So, there is that population. I think there are also men that are in a position in life for whatever reason that they are not looking for a committed relationship and therefore this works well for them. They don't need to worry about um, someone trying to tie them down. I have already tied down my own husband and I'm good with that. I just want to play and make videos for him or play with him and other men. Any of the above. I'm really not picky. Just fuck me and I'm happy. So yeah, my completely unqualified stance on that is that there's a variety of reasons. Maybe I'll start asking my friends, make it a poll. We'll see. So the next question he has is offer insights on how men might confront or begin discussions with their wives on this. Could, no, he says it could be eight podcasts worth here. That's true. I'm sure it could go on forever. He said, endless reasons why women would be mortified by the idea, but why would they consider it? 
that's yeah, exactly. I could be. It could go on for a lengthy time. I will attempt to answer all these questions at least in a lighthearted beginning area. And if you're like, "Wow, you just touched the tip of that iceberg," then feel free to shoot me an email and say, um, "Where's the rest of the ice cubes?" So, with that said. How men might confront or begin discussions with their wives on this? Well, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you, number one, it took my husband 15 years. So consistency and just continuing to discuss it is always a good start. However, the turning points for us were a small variety of things. They were a podcast that I was listening to. It was beginning to look at online sites to kind of get a feel for what was out there visually as well as oh my god can I tell you that grammar has yeah we can have a whole discussion on grammar this is the things that make me feel old if your response to me on a site is hru and we haven't met I've just lost interest do not use acronyms with people you have not met unless you know that they're happy to chat in acronyms or whatever those are. I will LOL you and emoji the crap out of you, but that's after I've been chit-chatting, not like when I'm trying to know someone. Squirrel. Anyway, might begin or might confront or begin discussions. I I think that's probably a, a little bit of role play that turns into sites. Maybe it's checking out clubs. That was something for us that we kind of slowly but surely worked into that. It's a challenging one. I would, my biggest piece of advice there is that you really need to make sure that your significant other feels secure because I know I, for 15 years, wondered what I was lacking that would make my husband want to see me fuck someone else. And it was a constant struggle. It was great fun to have that fantasy, but the thought of it in reality was very daunting until I caught on to the concept that he just had a preferred porn star and that happened to me, me, yay, me. The other end of that question, which I think is also really cool and same idea could be a very lengthy conversation. Why would women want to consider this or why would your significant other want to consider the lifestyle? Now, if you can be comfortable with this, number one, if you like sex, I love sex. I love penetration. So, and I always, I've always loved sex. I have never been someone to not love sex. It's like we can have a whole nother discussion. We'll see how long I talk about the fuck it list. Another friend asked me about this. It's like there virtually isn't even bad sex to me. I just, I like to have sex. It's fun. If it's someone with a big cock or a little cock or a big tongue or a short tongue or a long tongue or long fingers or any of the above. Good Lord, I just love sex. So bring it. I don't know where that came from. That was sidetracked. But why would women consider it? You know, if you get over that initial hump, once you've played once and if it was successful, there is an empowerment, but also there's a little bit of an ego stroke to realize that there truly are other people that find you attractive enough to put their penis in you. And therefore you feel a little bit sexier. And the next thing you know, there are other people that want to put penises in you. 
and you feel that much more sexy. And it's like this wonderful, vicious cycle. So I would say consider it because it's a nice ego boost and it makes you feel sexier. And sometimes feeling sexier makes you carry yourself differently and put different effort in. And it's like a wonderful upward spiral into goodness. Yeah, there's all kinds of fun challenges that go along, but there are a lot of good, a lot of good outcomes. And just like that, part one has come to an end. I hope you enjoyed a little bit of entertainment and I hope you're looking forward to a good week and I hope you have lots of fun and get to enjoy yourself. Until next time. <laughs>